Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here. We're going to talk about something that you've heard all your life, the term red nose. Today we're going to talk about red nose or IBR, infectious bovine rhinotracheitis virus. Right here on Doc Talk, we're going to learn a little bit more about respiratory disease and so much more. So just stay tuned. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here at Iowa State University and a owner and partner in production animal consultation. Just very thankful that y'all are joining us. We're going to kick off 2022 talking about something that's very common in beef cattle production. We vaccinate for it all the time. Somebody would say, you know, do you vaccinate for red nose? And, and it is a, an extremely common disease worldwide. It causes very, if cattle aren't vaccinated, it causes very high morbidity, which means sickness, but not really high uh, mortality unless we have a complicated case with a secondary infection like a bacteria. But red nose or IBR is infectious bovine rhinotracheitis virus. And IBR is one of those viruses that uh, we don't see a lot because we vaccinate for it. So let's talk about the respiratory system in general first. Let's just back up a little bit. And the respiratory system uh, has the function of, of exchanging gases, CO2 and oxygen. It is the way that animals vocalize. It regulates the blood pH and so much more. And really the respiratory system is broke up into two areas. There's the upper respiratory tract and the lower respiratory tract. The upper respiratory tract is from the air to the larynx. And so when we see, see from the nostrils to the sinuses to the pharynx to the larynx, and the larynx is the voice box, that's what we deem to be the kind of the upper respiratory tract. And lower respiratory tract would be once we get down into the lungs, from away from the trachea to the bronchioles and, and into the pneumatic tissue of, of the lungs. One of the reasons why this is important is to understand is that when we have infections um, of the upper respiratory tract, we'll hear noise during inspiration. So <clears throat> breathing in, <clears throat> that's upper respiratory tract. We hear noises in our, in our animals. If we hear noises during expiration or when the animal is breathing out, that means it's in the lower respiratory tract, meaning that ex, that grunt, that uh, uh. And so understanding that inspiration noises uh, is upper respiratory tract, expiration noises is lower respiratory tract, helps you be better at diagnosing what's going on within the animal. Now, within that respiratory system, once we go from the upper respiratory and we start to go down the trachea, one of the things that is, is really important to disease control and, and immunology for the animal is what we call mucociliary clearance. In the trachea, which is the windpipe or the, the pipe from the, the larynx to the lungs, there are little bitty hairs, cilia, okay? And the cilia are there to help clear mucus. So if you've ever, you know, um, coughed up something or, or coughed up mucus, Usually what happens is if you get dust or dirt or something and you breathe it in, you know, obviously we blow our nose till it's clear. And the next day you get up and you hack up something, sorry, you hack up something that's, that's dirt or dust. 
Well, as you inhale that, it gets trapped in the mucus and the little hairs will bring that back up out of the respiratory tract so that you can get, get that expired or get that out of, your, out of your body. Same thing happens with cattle. So mucociliary clearance is extremely important in helping prevent bacterial disease uh, and, and other types of things from setting up and colonizing within the respiratory tract. So when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about red nose and IBR and how it affects the respiratory tract and pathology associated with bovine respiratory disease. You're watching Doc Talk. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here, and we're talking about red nose and respiratory, uh, bovine respiratory disease complex. And the reason why we call it a complex is because bovine respiratory disease is a factor of something that causes, remember there's two reasons why animals get sick, either an overwhelming dose of a pathogen or a suppressed immune system. And usually what we're dealing with with bovine respiratory disease complex is a little bit of both. Animals are exposed to a new virus, they don't have a, a strong immune system because they're, they're going, undergoing stress because of maternal separation, transport, shipping, uh, co-mingling with new animals, uh, so many different things that can, can cause this. And so when we get this co-mingling, and, and a lot of times people will blame our auction markets or blame the way that we buy and sell cattle, but really the fault is we need to get those calves vaccinated before they enter this co-mingling or before they are exposed to these viruses so that they have uh, vaccination on board or have immune process on board to negate that type of thing. So IBR virus comes into the body and the first thing it does is it sets up in the nasal passages and then it'll go down into the, the trachea. And the reason why we mentioned um, IBR is, is because, and mucociliary clearance is because IBR virus will go in and it will actually damage the cells in the trachea that have the little hairs that provide the clearance. And so IBR comes in, it, uh, it knocks out the hairs of the, the cilia of the trachea, and when that happens, the calf no longer has mucociliary clearance. So what happens is, is then after the viral infection, and we have no cilia to clear the mucus or things of that nature, that we have manheimia, pasteurella, histophilus, mycoplasma, or all bacteria that reside in the nasal cavity of the bovine steer. And once that we knock out mucociliary clearance, if those bacteria are, are inhaled and slide down the trachea, there's no way to clear that mucus. And so that allows for then, just because of gravity and things to that nature, and the lack of the ability to clear, it allows for the bacteria to colonize and set up and have secondary bacterial infection that comes after we see that initial viral there are many different things that IBR can cause. And when we start to think about this, it's not just bovine respiratory disease, and I wanted to make sure that we, we touch on a few of those. IBR can cause bovine respiratory disease complex or kickstart it. It can also be something that's immunosuppressive that kicks up in herds. And the last one that's, that's mentioned probably the most globally is the ability for IBR to cause abortions in cows. So vaccinating our cow herd, pre-breeding shots, uh, heifers, bulls, uh, is really the key to control 
to IBR. It's a herpes virus. And you know, you, the, old, the old saying about herpes viruses, they don't go away. They're kind of like uh, the, the, the persistent, it's not a persistent infection. What'll happen with this herpes virus or IBR is once the animal clears the infection, the, the virus will actually go into the nerves of the face, the trigeminal nerves and different nerves of the face, and it will lay there in latency, meaning that it kind of hibernates. So once an animal has IBR, it has it for life. Herpes uh, viruses are there for life. And so it lays there in those, in those neurons in the face, and then later in life, maybe a cow gets stressed and all of a sudden she gets sick. Well, that can recurdesce or can, can come back out of those, those nerves, cause an IBR infection because of immunosuppression, and so it's one of those things that vaccination is key. We don't want to get the infections. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about treatment. We're going to talk about prevention. You're watching Doc Talk, and we're glad you joined us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here at Ames, Iowa, and I am a professor at Iowa State University and uh, a veterinarian out in the, in the feedlot community. When we talk about red nose, you know, we've heard about that all the time. And my granddad always used to say he was a veterinarian. And granddad said there are three vaccines that work, red nose, black leg, and bangs. And he said, and bangs only work 67% of the time. I think we can throw uh, BVD vaccines in there as well as, as being highly effective at present, preventing disease in, in cattle. But we vaccinate for, for IBR and we don't see a lot of disease uh, caused by IBR because whenever we vaccinate with a killed vaccine or a modified live vaccine or an intranasal vaccine, um, we're vaccinating for, for infectious bovine rhinotracheitis, the herpes virus known as, as IBR or red nose. Now, I've been involved in a few cases of, of IBR, and usually when we see an IBR outbreak, it's due to we wean the calves early when we have a drought, and we wean them at two to 300 pounds, and they come in. There was maternal antibody interference on arrival, so when we vaccinated for IBR, the colostrol antibodies, the passive immunity, inactivated our, our modified live vaccine and, and didn't allow it to create acquired immunity. And later on in the feeding period, um, we see these cattle. And, and the, the clinical signs a lot of times is, is you'll see, the reason why they call it red nose is you'll see is in this picture, you'll see the redness on the, the nose, the, in, the, in the nares, in the nostrils. Um, we'll also start to see some foaming around the mouth. I've seen that in most of those, those cases. One of the other things is, is extremely watery eyes and they run a very high temperature. Almost always with an IBR virus and case, we'll see 104, 105, 106 as, as temperatures. The incubation period from time of being exposed to the virus till you see clinical signs is two to six days, and it's, per, it's relatively quickly uh, neutralized in the body. The viremia caused by IBR only lasts five days. So really when we talk about IBR infections, we're starting to get worried more about the secondary infections of the bacterial pneumonia than we are about the, the virus. When we necropsy animals that have died due to IBR, this is a pathognomonic lesion. And the pathognomonic mean, what pathognomonic means is if I see this lesion, we know it's this disease. And I used to love that when I was in veterinary school because that was the easy one on the test, right? And so when we see a, a, an opaque op opacity in the eye or, or that white spot or pink spot in the middle of the eye, we know that's pink eye, right? Well, with IBR, when we open up the animal and we open up that trachea, and if you see this, this 
cheese-like substance this that's adhered not it's not moving okay but it's adhered you take your knife and you scrape on it and it's stuck it's what we call a sewer pipe trachea we know that's IBR virus okay so so we know that's an IBR infection and so when we scrape on that that is pathognomonic uh, in the respiratory tract for for IBR and so when we see it we know what it is and we can start to move on uh, here are just some pictures looking at what IBR looks like and, and uh, severe cases. For diagnostics, work with your veterinarian. The one thing you want to do is make sure you take some, some, if you have live cattle, we'll take deep pharyngeal swabs, and you want to make sure you put those in the right media and then transport those to the diagnostic lab. Um, a lot of times when, also, don't be surprised if they're negative because there are times when that virus will be cleared extremely quickly and now we're, we're, we had IBR, now we're moving on to the secondary infection. So again, work with your veterinarian, get a good diagnostic workup. And when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about prevention and vaccinations for IBR. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here, and we're gonna talk about red nose or IBR. So once you have an IBR outbreak and they're diagnosed, what, what are some of the things we can do? And one of the things that you can do is we can vaccinate in the face of an outbreak and revac with a with an IBR vaccine in a feedlot situation. But the the big thing a lot of times is is that virus has come. It's spread so rapidly through the pen that usually this is an immunosuppressive type activity. Now they've kind of naturally vaccinated themselves. So a lot of times when we revac them, we do it, but we don't know if we're doing any good or if we're just treating ourselves or treating the manager. Um, the other one we will focus on is, is the secondary infection because once you have that viral infection, we have the knockout of the mucociliary clearance, we have the tendency to have secondary pneumonia. And so sometimes we'll run, you know, to control BRD, we'll, we'll use chlorotetracycline or CTC Oreo in the feed for five days per label directions for control and treatment of disease or we might bring those animals in. Obviously, we're gonna pull the cattle and treat them for respiratory disease. And the last one is, is sometimes maybe it is necessary for us to control disease through mass treatment of that pen uh, to prevent the secondary infections. The real key to IBR is prevention. Vaccines work. And whether we vaccinate at branding, whether we vaccinate in our preconditioning shots, whether we vaccinate on arrival of bovine for, for IBR, IBR vaccines work. Now, there will be questions about modified live versus killed. We use a lot of modified live in the feedlot situation. We use modified live IBR uh, almost all the time. And, and then when we get to a cow-calf situation on the ranch, make sure you work with your veterinarian on recommendations. Usually we'll use modified live on our pre-breeding uh, for heifers and the two rounds of modified live. But once we have a pregnant animal, we don't recommend a modified live go into that uh, animal. And so there are many different discussions. You have a medical uh, uh, expert in your community that works in herds in your area, work with them, okay? Understand IBR and how to vaccinate and how to control for this. There are a lot of intranasal vaccines on the market today for, um, uh, for IBR. And so if you, you know, Parental means injection. Intranasal means the, the mist or the solution that we put in the nasal cavity that's a modified live that'll replicate, create the immune response, uh, and work. Most of the time when we use an intranasal vaccine, 
we're going to use that for baby calves early in life because the, the maternal antibody does not interfere with the intranasal vaccines. Once we get to a feedlot situation, we're almost always working with a, a injectable, modified live uh, parental vaccine. Uh, there are some, some uh, veterinarians that believe in killed, but if I had to break it down with IBR, uh, if you're gonna use an intranasal, that's usually for the baby calf the first week. Uh, if we're gonna use uh, uh, feedlot calves and we're gonna vaccinate them, we're gonna use modified live. In our heifers and cows, we'll use modified live pre-breeding for the heifers, two doses, uh, revac in it 30 days before breeding. And then once those animals are pregnant, we never put a modified live uh, vaccine in them. I hope you've enjoyed today. I enjoy taking these things that we take for granted, uh, like red nose or IBR, and use those terms loosely in our industry and get a deeper understanding. If you want to know more about what we do at DocTalk, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian. From Production Animal Consultation here in Ames, Iowa, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and I'll see you down the road.